0: Cheers. I'm Todd Tondera. Welcome to my thrifting audio diary. I scour secondhand stores searching for interesting artifacts, useful unusuals, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, good garbage, and all-around helpful items I could use in my daily life. My mission is to do all of this while spending the least amount of money. Each week on the show, I invite a friend to come thrift with me. We bring the haul back to the studio and tell you all about it. This week, Again, my boy, Josh Last Call Larkin, is in the house. I'm sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty. Hey, who said you could come in here? <music> Month of Halloween, Josh.
1: I think we might need to alert the paraventics. I don't know if it's a ghost that's living inside you, or if it's just an I appendix what, bursting. I don't know
0: what you mean. I have
1: no appendix. You sound like a middle school kid, and like in the play, <laughs> trying to sound like an old person. <laughs>
0: oh sonny i'm very old Uh, so you're dead because it's halloween time yeah happy halloween month everybody the boys are back in town um but for for real i don't have an appendix really yeah burst. i didn't Um, know that when i heard that joke (laughs) so my appendix (laughs) burst My appendix burst when I was lying down, so I had to go and get it removed at five in the morning.
1: Uh, see, the only time I ever thought my appendix burst, it turned out I just hadn't shit for three days. Yeah. Similar pain, but I didn't take it to the link you did.
0: Mm. I I will admit, towards the end of that ghost impression, I did feel like it wasn't as good as as when I started it. Or was it never good? I think the boo was good. No, I don't want to be the one to judge, because I (laughs) I think the boo was good. I really do. The boo was good. Fair enough. But uh, here at Thrifty, we are celebrating Halloween month. So every episode this month will be spooky-themed. And there's a lot of stuff I, I have planned that I haven't even told you. So that's going to be fun for you to know. good because I'm scared of <laughs> surprises. So right. it
1: really eases into it.
0: But before we get into anything else, uh, I offhandedly said that, um, uh, well, Josh actually called me a soup boy live on the show and then we I got a t-shirt made from a fan, thank you, Samira from Pittsburgh, for sending the Soup Boy shirt in.
1: A Soup Boy is my—it's my pet name for you. It's yeah, you're your Soup Boy. I
0: make references to it all the time it's around very people nice. who have
1: no idea what it means. It's and, very nice of
0: you. Yeah, it's—I get joy in it. So I wanted Josh to have a shirt too, and then. Hi at the time. I said it would be very cool to have a shirt with wrestlers glued onto it.
1: In the state that we were in, it sounded like a marvelous... I mean, we quickly realized it was a shitty idea. Yeah, it was very bad. But like most shitty ideas in our life, we just... We rolled with it. We just talked through them. Like, yeah, I just keep Over-talked going. over talk
0: through them. Keep yeah. going. <laughs> so, uh, our fans again responded, and uh, Jen, my very own sister... Made you a shirt with wrestlers glued onto it that you have not seen. And the thing is, is that I know that
1: you also have a shirt.
0: Yeah. That's and a part of it. That's a part of it we didn't know of.
1: Yeah. See, well, I was, I kind of knew shortly after that the shirt was being created, but I kept it from you for a while. Okay. But only for a while because I'm not good with secrets.
0: I'm not in, I'm okay with surprises. So this was a okay thing to yeah,
1: do. And, we haven't seen each other's. No. Um,
0: I've Well, I've seen yours and you've seen mine, but yeah. we haven't seen our own, I guess. Sure. Um, And we have it. To you roaches out there, if you ever want to send us some stuff, we love stuff. We're starting to get it in and we love it. ThriftyPodcast at yahoo.com and I'll probably give you my address <laughs> right send there. It right here. Flaming bags of poo, homemade shirts, whatever. So we're going to open this box, wh- which contains... What I believe to be two shirts with wrestlers glued onto them so we both could wear them. It's a really large box for two shirts. So dive in here. I'll give one hand. Okay. Okay. Oh, there. We've got packaging.
1: Oh, Jen went all out to secure this here.
0: Two different bags?
1: Yeah. I don't know which one's what. I know what color yours is, so. Okay. I think this is yours. This is like Christmas when nobody puts their name on shit. Okay,
0: so we have two shirts with wrestlers glued onto them. I think this is mine. I think this is mine. Okay, All right. go ahead, open it up.
1: Oh, it feels chunky.
0: Oh, mine too.
1: <laughs> All right. Oh, it's the same color as my crab shirt.
0: Whoa. Oh. Whoa. Okay. I got boss man. You got boss man. Cobb County's finest. So tell the roaches what you got there, Josh.
1: It's um it's a blue like um like vintage style boss man It says like a boss <laughs> and then it
0: has what do we got here? Magneto made it a rare appearance on yours. You got Seth Rollins. <laughs> got I'm not sure why Magneto's there, but I'm okay with it. So you got got Seth Rollins, you got Cena. Yeah, what do we have, like nine or ten here total? Yeah, nine or ten wrestlers total glued on there.
1: Yeah, the left side starts uh, with Magneto, and then uh, a little Randy Orton,
0: Mm -hmm. Seth Rollins. Great, like a boss. (laughs) Edge. My shirt, I also got a shirt too, which we will be taking a picture together in the near future of this. Mine is... Punk, Miz, Cena, and Ray is on the shirt itself. And the wrestlers we got glued on. Different eras, folks. We got uh, current era. We got um, current era Cena. We have uh, the Miz on the Miz's own shirt. And I got some. I even got the Road Warriors, a.k.a. the Legion of Doom, Animal and Hawk on here. I think I think I have a uh, an old-school Roman Reigns here. An old-school Roman Reigns on there with jean shorts, with, which he never wore.
1: With jean shorts. Um, I also have Triple H and Rob Van Dam. Rob Van Dam, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time because I was a big ECW guy, mm-hmm. and he was from Michigan. Grew up in Michigan. Right. Jen, thank you. These are fantastic. Thank you. again.
0: again, podcast at yahoo.com. Send us some stuff. I'll probably give you my actual address through that.
1: Yeah, we're going to have to have a conversation about Magneto. (laughs) (laughs) Not sure while Eric's on
0: there, but love it. But we got a spooky haul today that we're pleased to, to bring to you. First and foremost, right off the bat, going in hot. Probably the find of the day. I will call it find of the day. We'll start hot first. I got Treasures of the Twilight Zone, a collection of special episodes and rare footage on VHS.
1: I haven't seen the episodes that are on there uh, on the back. I've only ever seen a couple. Like These are the old black and white Twilight yeah, yeah. Zones, not the, the relaunch of the it. The real one, yeah. Yeah, but um, I've
0: only ever seen a couple. But Oh, we got some good eps on these. Absolutely good. The interesting thing about finding the VHS of these today, it is October 2nd. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2017 now this will probably be out wednesday it is f- 58 years ago that the twilight zone debuted today to the day to the day wow. 58 years ago october 2nd so the episodes on this it actually starts out with the first episode
1: the very first
0: the very first episode the, fr- the first episode that debuted tonight 58 years ago and it's called where is everybody and I'm assuming you haven't seen it. No,
1: I've never seen the first episode. I've never seen a lot of them, but I okay. especially haven't seen that one.
0: And I'm not going to spoil the ending like I did on the Pumpkinhead episode, so I'll leave it out there this time.
1: I still have no attention to see Pumpkinhead, so it's okay.
0: For the roaches out there, you've probably seen Twilight Zone, but if you haven't, the first episode is Where's Everybody? And the episode starts out with a man walking down a dirt road. He's in full... I guess you could like Air Force flight gear, and he's walking towards this diner. He gets into this diner. There's music playing. Um, There's, you could smell food. There's a pot of hot coffee brewing, and he sits down and realizes that he doesn't know where he is or how he got there, and he doesn't know where anyone is. So he gets like this feeling that he's being watched. So he leaves the diner and he begins to to walk. He's like, I don't even know why I'm here, why I'm walking, why there's nobody in the diner. So he comes uh, across this town. I believe it's called Oakwood, if memory serves right. And in Oakwood, he's finding uh, more evidence that people left in a hurry Or some people disappeared or people are hiding, and he's getting very, very paranoid, and he's just sort of like strolling around and finding this type of evidence and still feeling like he's being watched by somebody or something. Uh, He goes into a movie theater, for instance, and the movie's playing. The lights are on. The movie's up. But he just
1: walks straight in.
0: There's no audience. And then he goes, well, somebody turned on the movie. Goes up there. Nothing. Hmm. Um, so he starts to go pretty crazy. because That would, he, that would fuck with him, Because yeah. he's finding evidence that people exist and they're not there. So then he thinks, like, well, maybe I survived a nuclear war and everybody's gone and I'm it. Well, he, like, panics and he runs out of the theater. I'm not going to spoil the end. But he panics, runs out of the theater.
1: I think I need you to spoil the end. Okay, I'll spoil Is it. Is he a ghost?
0: I, mm no much finer than a ghost so what? alive he's alive okay and just tell the whole fucking story i'm trying man <laughs> and so he so he goes out see i got you on this one i, I didn't get you on the pumps no i'm i'm into this the, yeah so he goes out and he's panicking and he hits a uh like a uh, a walk the walk button mm mm-hmm and oh no it's a stop button like a stop for the light and what he doesn't know is the stop button is an actual panic button and it comes to fruition that these people intervene in a very Truman show-esque way it was like you were we were studying you he actually was uh it was like an airport hangar he was in an isolation booth and the button that he hit was actually a panic button But they were putting him through all these tests to see if he would be okay for space travel, and he had a name, and the diner, the town, everything else, he made up in his imagination, so none of it was real. He was in this isolation booth this whole time. They were observing him, and that button was him hitting the panic button, not the stop button, so they intervene. Okay. And he finds out that, like, yeah.
1: See, and that's the kind of thing, I had to do the math on 58 years, but that's 1959 for anybody who hasn't busted out the calculator yet. Mm -hmm. And, like, that kind of concept in 59 is not far off, I mean, because the government fucked with a lot of people. A lot of people. A lot of people. Uh, So, that kind of thing, and I mean, nowadays we have TV and we've got Netflix and we've got these shows like Black Mirror and the Philip K. Dick Electric Sheep and, like... The blur
0: sort of reality,
1: yeah. and a lot of these things are, you know, like coming out now. But like fifty-eight years ago, to have that idea, the Twilight Zone was groundbreaking, not only for that episode, but for a lot of the things that it did.
0: An episode on here uh, that I remember—it was called "The Eye of the Beholder." That—that that was like a really popular one too. Um, very simple concept, I guess. I'll—I'll—I'll I'll, I'll spill the beans on this concept too. For those who who haven't seen "Eye of the Beholder." See it before I go into this, or not? Pause. Just just go right now. Come back to it in an hour, whatever these are. And again, these are only two episodes on this tape, and there's a bunch on this tape. But the eye of the beholder is a pretty simple concept. It's a woman who wants to become beautiful, and she's obsessed with cosmetic surgery, like plastic surgery. And the doctors are all selling that this is her eleventh surgery, and they're very sorry about her appearance they don't think she's ever going to be beautiful and at this point her face is all wrapped up all wrapped up in gauze and they're not really loving it she's not really loving it and they're selling she looks horrifying basically and so she says like well I want to see this eleven surgery I want to see how everything pans out and during this whole time, you're just hearing voices coming into the shot, and you're seeing her. So you're not seeing what she looks like or seeing what the doctors or nurses look like. And she unravels the, the wrapping around her face, and she's conventionally attractive. She looks conventionally fine. 1959. In beautiful. 1959, she was conventionally attractive, and there was nothing really as... As the viewer watching, there's nothing really odd about that. Yeah, and the doctor then was selling again, like, well, you know, beauty is in the be- the eye of the beholder, like trying to make her feel better about her appearance. Well, then the, the ending is the camera flips over and you see the doctors and you see the nurses, and they have like. Big puffy lips, sunken in eyes, like cartoon noses. Ah, so it's Just flipped. Like, their lips, some of their lips were like, looked like pieces of lasagna.
1: It probably what 1959 special effects were.
0: Yeah, they were what we would assume to be conventionally grotesque. So it flipped around, and it basically is basically was like, that's what you do to people. Yeah. That's what you do. You make people feel weird about what they
1: no matter what you look like as long as you're conventionally
0: out... what we're looking yeah, for. Yeah,
1: as long as you are in the minority of the numbers or you know, like you're you're somehow set out from that, you're hideous. Right? Like we can all be super fucking ugly, but like it's like Wally. Like everybody's like, you know, different. You love Wally, man. I fucking <laughs> I got a thing for Wally. Like I the number of times I've seen Wally first off Versus like, but I've had like deep, intricate thoughts about a lot of like those Pixar movies. But Wally is fucking deep, man. Like for another didn't even, level, they don't even talk for like the first half hour. What kind of kids movie is that? Like that's not for kids. That's like a warning.
0: Mm-hmm. That could be an episode of the Twilight Zone. If Wally, they just like fast forward it and put in black and white.
1: Yeah, if they cut out the romance of it and just get yeah to the weird, crazy dominance, yeah.
0: But other episodes on this, that again was the Eye of the Beholder, there's the Masks, the there's the Howling Man, and uh an occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge, and that one's like espionage, spies, hallucinating. That's that got type a good title. Thing. I remember that one not super clearly, but like that was one I remember seeing. But this tape, man, we found it on this day, October second.
1: On the anniversary. On- Twilight Zone's perfect timing. Um I'm looking forward. I'm going to catch at least one or two of those. I don't know if the Twilight Zone streams at all. I don't know if that's available online. It used to be on online. Netflix
0: for a bit. Yeah. I I went, I went through a phase where, well, I, every couple of years I throw that back on, where yeah. I just, like, watch a few random ones not in order. I'm They're a one-offs. sucker
1: for anything black and white and, like, creepy, you know, I got goosebumps on the first one, like, mm-hmm. anything kind of, I don't like scary, but yeah. I, I I like the edge of creepy.
0: Well... Uh, not to s- oversell it, but the the uh, after the commercial break, surpri- There's going to be a surprise. This
1: is where the spiders come out, and everything. I'm ter- I'm not terrified of spiders. I guess so. it's
0: not spiders. No. I'll tell you offhandedly. <laughs> not not spiders. All right, it's just escalators. But we did find ourselves some pretty freaky, cool dolls today as well.
1: Yeah, like the new version of Chucky. Uh, yeah, it's, it's so weird.
0: Yeah. Let's bring that up. Now this was, uh, so what we're looking at now is it, was it, uh, what's it called? Freaking Freddy? Smiley Freddy? Funny Freddy. Funny Freddy. Um, and I don't
1: know that like anybody, I don't know if this is one of those things that sticks out in anybody's childhood. Yeah. I didn't have a funny Freddy and I was like in the perfect age demographic to have a funny Freddy.
0: It's Funny Freddy is 1987 Fisher-Price. 1987 Fisher-Price
1: stuffed animal. Um, and Freddy is, he's built as a dog. Um, he's built
0: as a dog. It's safe to say he is built as a dog.
1: But he has human teeth. Yeah. And a tongue that is longer than any limb
0: that he has looks like a slice of bacon popping out those gums and teeth. But he's he's bright blue. Um, I fucking love him. He <laughs> is so ridiculously ugly. Um, I, I love I love him too. So he's wire framed as well. He's
1: got wire frame in his arms and every bit of his head, his ears. How his... tall would
0: you say Funny Freddy is? He's a good two feet, I would think. Thirty six inches. Thirty six inches. I would say. Blue wired. Jackalope thing.
1: Yeah, he's got human eyeballs and human teeth, but the rest of him is dog. But he has a clown nose. That uh, sort
0: of reminds me of the Eye of the Beholder. You know, like because you could actually manually manipulate his face because he's wi- all wires inside. You can manually manipulate it to whatever you find you want of his face. He,
1: yeah, you can make him. Uh, you can show his teeth. You can hide his teeth. You can make him much more. Attractive than he comes like in the box, um, but every bit of him—his arms, his lips, his tongue, um, his even his uh, three sixty eyes. Yeah, and each eye moves independently three sixty, so you can pose him with you know like a Sean Michaels eye or with regular <laughs> human being <laughs> eyes. Um,
0: Sean <laughs> Michaels eye. You can
1: and he like there. See, we've in like the <laughs> he span looks of a lot better. Yeah, in five seconds. I try to make him really creepy. Um, I haven't put him out there in any pictures or anything, but I'll post a picture on Twitter. Uh, for the lark. Yeah, um, but he's at just, for
0: the lark. You could check this out. He's just he's ridiculous, and
1: mm-hmm. I paid. Like fifty cents, fifty
0: cents, and what a good vibe! Yeah, he, what a good vibe. If we do a live show, I want him as part of the set for the live show. I told you I watched the thing about the. Uh, I'm gonna
1: mispronounce it now because of the beers, but it's yeah. like a a thong dog. Oh uh, yeah, Luthong doll. Um, yeah, Luthong doll. Yeah, oh, yeah I think from you're right. Thailand, where they like, it's like a good luck. They imbue it, and like, I want <laughs> funny Freddie. <laughs> I'm just gonna carry him around. Us. I'm gonna treat him well. Um. I'm going to vacuum him off with the dust buster
0: I bought today. <laughs> yeah, you buy that. <laughs>
1: really clean him up nicely. Um, but yeah, he's absolutely ridiculously ugly, and I love him. Uh, I Put his teeth
0: back out. Yeah, put him out for the segment. I got a, I would say, what you would think another Baha'i the Holder's. The eye of <laughs> the. Idol. Todd's not drinking. I I'm not drinking. All the, the eye beers. of the beholder. Um, we have Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He's a plush that I've been holding onto for a bit that I got while thrifting. And this Leatherface doesn't quite look like Leatherface. He looks like uh, your su- a substitute science teacher. He looks like he's allergic to bee stings and one got him on the mouth. <laughs> got him real good. It's,
1: he's got a weird, subtle, creepy smile that makes me uneasy.
0: And I do understand the natural... Uh, uh, thought process behind when you're thinking about leather face, you got a face on another face. But my man here looks like he literally got one of those crash test dummies. If you remember the crash test dummies yeah. from the nineties, he took one of their faces and then put it under his own skin. He
1: his his overface and his underface are the same color, which is like there's just a black line that differentiates. So it looks like he's wearing a skin helmet rather than like a face. Now when
0: we say that we're also saying he, he's pretty cute. He's cute really, and right? creepy.
1: Yeah, like, he looks like he's going to happily murder you. He's just like, well, I'm here to do a job. Like, he would give you good customer service while he <laughs> slayed you.
0: And this was actually, I found out this was from uh, in a, a Loot Crate exclusive. This oh, particular really? Texas Chainsaw Massacre guy. Um, and the, the people who made it, uh, Kid Robot, they also do what's called funny, which is like the plush line, but Kid Robot does stuff with like Adult Swim.
1: Not Funny Freddy, Different Not Funny
0: Freddy, yeah, close your ear, closes his ears. I'm gonna face him the other way, cause <laughs> it's the eyes, they're very human-like. So, they've done stuff with like Adult Swim, they do like Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles, Care Bears, the like, but, Lola uh, Leatherface. He's good. He
1: needs a little plush chainsaw or even like if you could just position him like next to like head. a head, a toy. Yeah. Head. Like a little Barbie head or something.
0: Yeah. He needs another accessory. Also, what we found today. Because we found like a lot of cool stuff, and in fact, spoiler but no spoiler, some stuff that we found today I didn't want to use because um, we want to do spooky-themed spooky, the- spooky themed episodes, <laughs> but we found some really cool stuff that you'll hear about later, but today's haul keeps going. I got a, you know how much I've gotten into theme parks in the past year? Yeah, I think it was the Jurassic Park town, the Universal Studios Don't stuff. Don't like going to them. Don't like going to theme There's parks. too
1: many people at theme parks.
0: Yeah, just just a waste of time. I do enjoy merchandise from them. We all do. So, the big this is a cup from Rest in Peace, the Big Bad Wolf from Bush Gardens in Williamsburg, Virginia.
1: Is that a Six Flags now or does it just not exist? It
0: just not it doesn't exist
1: anymore. Oh, uh, see, I think we went there one time maybe. I don't I don't remember cuz they all blend together when you're at, like when you're a little kid. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. We went to Giaga Lake and King's
0: Kingdom and Cedar Point and like I feel bad about the SeaWorld visits. I'll say that. We didn't know. No, we didn't. But I do feel like that was easy to figure out. Even as a kid, I look back and I went, those seals didn't look too happy. That's a little fucking tank for a big whale. Their fins like, were never up, man.
1: Even Free Willy came out and we're all like that would be good. Yeah, that we're would- like you know what? I'm gonna go to SeaWorld and see one of those.
0: We yeah, that's the thing. We objectively loved Free Willy. We all we we accepted Free Willy as what we wanted. They but then them, we'd still go to SeaWorld.
1: They made like three or four of those fucking movies. Like, and then
0: and we loved them all.
1: And then Blackfish came out, and it was just like, hey, listen, this is Free Wo- Free Willy, but real life shit. And we're like, and not. Oh wait, yeah, yeah like.
0: Free Willy got it right. We should have never went to the theme park. We I think it was the song
1: that. from Free Willy that really hooked everybody. Yeah,
0: and the whole jumping. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah like the arc. Yeah, and Willy comes now. He rains down on the kid.
0: It was but, majestic, but...
1: Yeah, the big... <laughs> anyway, <laughs> sorry, this. folks. Uh,
0: the Big Bad Wolf, actually, they um, it's decommissioned in 2009. And it wouldn't be a Halloween episode if I didn't dig up some weird occurrences and deaths on it. Wait, people died on this coaster? Uh, there were some incidents. Now, the Big Bad Wolf gets his name for a reason. Back in May of 2002, a park employee was struck and killed by a moving train while working in a restricted area. According to his family, he was sent into a restricted area of the ride to clean a fallen branch that was, uh, like... In the way of a security camera, so the security camera did not see this at all. But he got smashed. He didn't even get the branch out of the way before he died. No, fuck. Never. And the the family actually filed suit. I would, yeah, absolutely. And they attempted to sue like Bush Entertainment, Bush Gardens, but the judge dismissed the case because of the state law prevented the recovery of civil damages for job-related injuries. So basically there's no you have no if you die at work. How is that a law? It was fine, just for a tree branch. But that's, there is no known video of the incident because, well, he see, didn't do his job that day.
1: That's how you know your boss hates you, is he's like,
0: Go clear that tree branch. He's like, Okay, just
1: shut the ride off for five minutes. He's like No, I'm clear the tree branch, but no. And then
0: and then you just hear like Yeah, hey, uh boss. It's like yeah, Tim, what's up? Um, Kevin's dead. What's going on? I said Kevin is dead. Are you sure? Yeah, Kevin's dead. <laughs> and that was the conversation. He didn't care.
1: We need another guy out here to clean the branch and Kevin also.
0: And in 2003, a contractor hired to perform off-season painting work was killed while painting the Big Bad Wolf because they were going to do a repaint... Repainting of was it. Was it the ride's fault or just like fall or? Well, he was up on like the highest peak of the Big Bad Wolf, and I guess it it's not fully clear, but he was in one of the like the the seats or something, and when he moved, it it flipped over with him because it was supposed to hold him into the seat, but it didn't, so he just flipped over. Is this a, like a steel coaster or was it a this wooden one? This is a one? steel coaster. Okay. I don't know why this particular particularly got me. I'm a sentimental boy. Don't make that into a shirt. <laughs> but while I was doing some research about this, um, the Big Bad Wolf, the coaster itself, when it was decommissioned, there was another coaster that took over for this coaster. It was called the Verbolton. And the Verbolton now stands where the Big Bad Wolf used to stand. So the Verbolton is the daddy. And the Verbolton actually pays homage to the Big Bad Wolf in a couple of different ways. And as I was researching the show, for whatever reason, I wrote them down because, I, I, I don't know, you never know where my emotions are. And I was feeling really sad about the whole thing and the death of the Big Bad Wolf. <laughs> the Verbolten. It, it What a fucking stupid
1: name, just by the way.
0: <laughs> that's fair enough, but it still wanted to be a, a good friend and a good son to its old coaster. Okay, so one of the five trains, the Orange Train... Reads, Wolf Crossing on its license plate. Fuck, right?
1: Well, it ought to. They should put that on the front of it, not...
0: So the new coaster is paying tribute to the Big Bad Wolf. Wolf Crossing. Okay. I'm I'm sorry I'm not there for that one. (laughs) The final drop itself and a few other turns that follow after that drop drop, are actually the coaster's old path.
1: See, that one... That I'm cool with, cause that's like
0: that's fucked.
1: That's like the old throwback, you the know, when they remake the movie. Is like
0: I still remember you. I still remember. I know where I came from. That happens all the time, though. Same drop. Yeah, it does, but it doesn't make it less special. No, it
1: doesn't. But like, it makes it more normal. And like,
0: yeah, uh, yeah, I'm in a way about it. But the Wolf Crossing, for some reason, was just like
1: <laughs> it killed people. It's not like that's yeah. like. I read a thing about John Wilkes Booth's brother opening up a thing, and he's like, well, since my brother's a piece of shit, let me do this good piece for humanity. That doesn't mean your brother's not a piece of shit. Like...
0: (laughs) (laughs) He was doing his own wolf crossing. Yeah, like, I'm glad you're paying
1: tribute to the wolf crossing, but the wolf crossing still murdered some fucking people. (laughs)
0: All right, fair enough. I'll I'll see it your way. And another, <laughs> uh, another person who murders people and on a Halloween episode, we love talking about this. Babysitter one dead, babysitter two dead. What I got in front of me is R.L. Stein's book from 1990, Babysitter three. This is not an R.L. Stein
1: Goosebump. This is outside because. The man is prolific. This is his
0: independent. He
1: writes like nobody else. Like this guy, he's, I don't know how long it takes him to write these, probably 45 minutes. But (laughs) he turns them out.
0: It's such a clip.
1: And they're all pretty decent.
0: They're all, they're all readable. Absolutely. According to me.
1: He, yeah, he knows the very medium market for reading sensibilities.
0: It's teenagers and, and me. Yeah. And so the babysitter three, Jenny wants to forget the man who murdered all the babysitters. The man who almost murdered her. He's dead now. And Jenny's gone to visit her cousin Deborah. But Deborah has a babysitting job. Uh oh, Deborah. <laughs> and now she's getting those phone calls too, just like the ones that Jenny re- received before. Hi, babes. I'm back. Company's coming.
1: Hi, babes. That's how R.L. Stein would talk to a woman. That's I, don't, a- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anybody knows what R.L. Stein is actually like in real life. But he looks like the kind of guy who would sidle up next to some teenage girls at the bar and go, hi, baby. babes.
0: Company's coming. <laughs> so the first two babysitters dead. And I actually vow before uh, the recording of the next show, I'm going to read Babysitter 3 in full and... Boom, 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 from stem to stern. We'll tell you every page about it, exaggerated.
1: Have you read one and two, though? Are you caught up, or do you just know he's dead?
0: I want to go, well, he's dead. That's what the book said, and he's not coming back. I
1: he's- saw Scream 2, you think?
0: I don't. I want to go into this babysitter universe pure... I don't want to know who was the babysitter before. I don't want to know her situation. I want to know what Jenny is up to with Deborah today. Her situation was she was a babysitter and she got murdered. Babysitter 3 coming at you uh, next week. We actually are going to take a spooky break. So keep your underwear on. Because when we come back after the break, we have a spooky surprise. With the underwear. <laughs> that was just for you. <laughs> Funny Freddy, you can make him have the funniest faces, even one just like yours. Funny Freddy, Funny Freddy, watch him now, Funny Freddy, Funny Freddy from Fisher Price.
1: All month long, that's it. You love it. That's it. All
0: month long. It's
1: going to be so good.
0: The second half of the show for the entire October, for all the October episodes, we're going to do a spooky second half. What we're really going to find out here are, are ghosts real in the thrift store environment?
1: Of course they are. I mean, we're around people's personal belongings. Even today, I saw, like, old vintage photos, and, you know, there was one that was leather-bound. Yeah. And it was crazy, and, like, in a fucking bin. Fuck you, Grandpa.
0: There was a whole bin of a basic, like, older woman's bedroom starter kit <laughs> yeah. in that one bin today. Yeah,
1: it was clearly, like, everything. It was her lamps, her nightstand, and it was just like, hey, look, if you're a retired school teacher and you're moving, here's an entire room packed up, ready to go for you.
0: So all October long, you're gonna be hearing different ghost stories from the Goodwill. So that's why I'm calling this segment, Spookwill. Whoa.
1: Army was taken.
0: I tried to get the rights for spookvation Army, but it was taken. Ah, son of a Spook! Will f- it is. Those domain centers. It's a pun on Goodwill. For those of you who are late <laughs> to the joke, <laughs> not Ghost Will. That would have been better, right? I went to school for advertising. Ghost Will was right there, and I said Spook Will, yeah. Goodwill, Ghost Will. And I said, I went spook. Okay, you found the joke, but it's still... It's it's, there. It's still Spookville. Spook... Spook. Will. Will. (laughs) Spookville. Spookville is a place. Spookville is the... Is the moment. (laughs) So I got this first story from TrueGhostTales.com, and it's from a young lady that writes, Scare in a thrift shop. It was a normal day for me. I took the bus to school. Stayed until 3, and I went to a local thrift shop to see if anything was worth buying. Nothing out of the ordinary. It's a great day. Talking about school, everything there. Perfect time, right out of 3. Great setup. I had been at the th- shop for almost 10 minutes when I felt something. Something odd. The odd about the atmosphere around me, in front of me, and behind me. Okay.
1: There's a lot of creepy people. In general, let alone the ghosts. It
0: was almost like someone was trying to get my attention, but since the store was nearly empty, I downplayed it as being my own imagination.
1: It's R.L. Stein across the room going,
0: hey, babes. <laughs> Company's coming. <laughs> hey, babes. When I was walking up the steps, I felt something cold brush by, like a breeze. It was not unpleasant, but I still got freaked out. How big is the thrift store? It's got steps big thrift store man Ooh. you'll come you'll find out soon the book selection at the thrift shop is never that great but i still like to poke around when i was looking at an old paperback novel i heard something almost like a floorboard creak i looked up but i saw that no one was on the floor getting seriously unnerved i decided to call it quits and go home before my parents got home from work. As I was turning the corner to go down the steps, I heard the creak and turned. In the direction I just came from was a girl around my age. She had pale skin. Caramel colored hair. Do you go caramel or caramel? I think it depends. Caramel, caramel? What do you say here? I think it
1: depends. I would say if if it's hair color, it's caramel. If I'm eating, it's a caramel.
0: She was standing there, completely relaxed, with her arms crossed out in front of her. I let out a sigh and laughed, making her smile. I immediately stopped. Her smile was different from any other I had ever seen. It was warm, wise, and kind. Is this a
1: meat cute ghost story? Is this like, why is laughter your First reaction to a ghost. You
0: know, mine is fucking run. And that, I mean, as somebody with some mental illness here and there, right? Uh, the the warmest smile she's ever saw was from a ghost. A ghost. You should meet more people. There's I'm a going lot. to
1: a thrift store at three p.m. Just go out. And meet There's people. a lot
0: going on there. I get it. The thing warmest smile was from a ghost. Yeah,
1: like I'll tell you some stories down the road about. I grew up in a haunted house. Um. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's an old creepy farmhouse. Crazy shit. We had to have an, a minister come over. Warm warm smiles from ghosts? No. Not too much? No. Horrifying nightmares and things like that. Never, never seen a ghost
0: smile. Sounds so, fun. Yeah, I mean. Mm-hmm. How's the hygiene? I was staring, and I knew it, but it was impossible to look away from her face. Her eyes were locked with mine, and I could almost see the wisdom in her eyes. They're going to fuck. She's going to fuck a ghost in the thrift store. <laughs> and then we went it's upstairs. A, is where I thought it would go. I will say it doesn't, but boy. what? It's a that's mo- how you fuck a ghost. That's how you fuck a ghost. Like, I mean, I've never personally fucked a ghost. This is... She's getting, like, good fuck vibes, I feel. I,
1: I never want to fuck a ghost. Like, the demons, you know, like Sigourney Weaver and Ghostbusters, but never a ghost.
0: When she looked back at me, her smile had softened to the point where... It, It looked neutral. I was about to ask her name, but then she began to walk towards me. Closer.
1: You're going to reenact this with the smile
0: of Funny Freddy? The feelings I had had when I first entered the store vanished as she passed me, replaced by the feeling of pure warmth. When I looked around for her, I could not find her again. How
1: do you not react until it walks past you? Like, you just... I've been frozen in a lot of social situations because of my anxiety. But, like, I've never... Just a classic misconnection. Just stood at the steps and smiled lovingly at a dead girl. And then mm-hmm. let her walk past me. And, and just, you're like,
0: shit, I don't find dead ones this often. Oh, man, totally sure got her number. <laughs> On my way home, I was picked up by my brother, and I told him everything. He chuckled and played it off as my imagination. But I knew... ...for a fact that I had seen her. From then on, I go to the thrift shop to see if I could see her again. Sometimes I do, and sometimes I completely strike out. So this is definitely a fucked situation. It's this...
1: I... God bless this girl for wanting to fuck a ghost, Which is but... fine,
0: yeah. There was one time when I was looking for her, I saw her again. And she was looking over a toddler that was crying... She patted the kid's head, and he immediately stopped crying and began laughing, almost like he was being tickled. Needless to say, his mother was grateful for the change of his attitude. Could
1: the mother see the ghost? Guess not. You know what? There's like a part two in this where the girl sees the ghost talking to another person. Like, I went back to see her. She was on the steps, smiling at another girl my age.
0: That's... (laughs) that's... It doesn't get that in depth but there is something like that coming. Yeah. And she reaches out to the fans out there on crew in on trueghosttales.com in 2011. She goes, "I want to know if she's a ghost or an angel." The feeling she gave off, gave off was so calming that I couldn't believe it existed. Does anyone know anything about what she may want? She always looks so peaceful when I see her. She also roams around the shop as if she's keeping watch over
1: it. She never mentions the town, the state, any location about where she's in to, like, hey, you know, like, I figure if you're on true ghost stories, it should be like, this is where I saw a ghost. Like, you guys should go see it. Go check it out. Yeah, like, there's haunted places around here, like Shiloh Grill is my favorite haunted spot. That's in a Pittsburgh. local haunted haunt. I've seen, I've seen the warden's wife there. And it's super good. I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe in any of that. I've seen the woman. It's fucking creepy.
0: So I believe in weird shit. I so don't, you don't believe in ghosts?
1: Not particularly. Like, I saw something, but I don't know exactly what it was.
0: Because It conflicts with my atheism was, if I believe in ghosts. It was a surprise that was not expected. It was. It was you don't like surprises. It was something. Yeah,
1: I don't like surprises, so I,
0: it's there. Fair enough. But this brings up a point that I want to express to the roaches, to you, in the canon of this story, if you believe her story, is that ghost haunting a potential item at that thrift store? Or is it the building that's what's keeping her? Is it? it, it, it is she haunting an item? Because you could haunt items. I yes think or no. In the canon.
1: My particular sense is, yeah, it's an item. Because, like... The buildings, things come and go out of buildings and they change very quickly. And like, it's rare that somebody die, dies in a retail space or that a retail space has had a murder at some point in time in its past. But items, we're all attached to things. Like we all have connections to weird shit. It's all what you grew up with, what you identify Ralph with. the Walrus,
0: I grew up with. I dressed him in doll clothes, loved him to death. He still lives with me to this day and his head is tattooed on my body
1: and that's the first I know of Ralph but see
0: that's the thing is that like we all have Ralphs if if you were to pass
1: and your mom or your sister didn't know that Ralph mattered to you and they just threw it out Mm mhm and you, you know, like, if you don't have a great relationship with your family or, like, you have a connection with a thing more than a person. That your
0: parents, your, your family may not know of your connection because they don't, you don't want to talk about it with yeah. them.
1: And, I mean, I think it's just, it's a rare thing that people open up about the things that they care about The people yeah. in general. Sure. Uh, but in that kind of situation,
0: yeah, being attached to an item makes sense. So this is a girl where, presum- presuming, I'm going to think high school age. Seventeen, eighteen.
1: Yeah, she said around my age, so I would say I would even go maybe a little younger. younger? She's talking riding the bus. And, True.
0: Yeah, and her brother picked her up, so I would say like under sixteen. Okay, yeah, that's good context clues. Good read. So something something like that. Now, this particular young lady, the ghost, what do you think that could be in that thrift store that she was attached to? I mean, I guess it could be anything under the sun, but what I was going to say before is in the footnotes, she has replied since then and said that she had brought up this ghost to the thrift shop owner. And he says, yes, I see her, because I guess it's multi-tiered. Mm-hmm. He sees her leaning over the railing sometimes,
1: like Like she's just peering down looking Peer, for people? or down, Okay.
0: Peering down. Like, like I, a watchful eye.
1: Yeah. And I think that's the kind of thing where, like, What do you do when you're a ghost? Like, you can't log on to Netflix. You can't, like, check your Twitter. You just got to be like,
0: make myself appear.
1: And I think that's the thing is, like, with being a ghost, like, I don't think they talk about her clothing, but I think that that's another thing that, like, Mm -hmm. ghosts are perpetually trapped in the clothing they died in from everything I know. Like, you don't get a wardrobe change in the afterlife. No, like that's
0: what you're stuck with. You should you always dress... And... Yeah, like, don't wear
1: pajamas to the airport. Like, if you die in a plane crash, you're gonna haunt people in your fucking Scooby-Doo pajamas Probably pants. holding
0: your suitcase, for fuck's sake. Do you want that? Yeah,
1: you're gonna haunt the Atlanta airport in Scooby-Doo pajamas for the rest of your life. Don't let that be your destiny. Don't like, let
0: that be who you are. Yeah. Like <laughs> Don't let that be who, who you leave behind. But I
1: think that could date the girl, and I think that that would show a lot more about, like, the age, whether she's haunting the building or whether she's haunting an item, because if she's, you know, in 1940s garb, she's not haunting an item. hasn't been there. Or she mm-hmm. was transported there. She hasn't always been a ghost there. But, you know, ghost life is weird. You gotta read the handbook for the
0: recently deceased to know what's going on with your shit. And from Thrifty Podcast, we gotta tell you, dressed in the outfit you're expected to die in.
1: That's what you gotta wear. That's why I'm still in my dress dress clothes for work. Just in case I die while we're recording.
0: You got your tie off.
1: I haven't changed into my slummy clothes that are in my bag yet.
0: Dress in the clothes that you expect to die in. I think it's in the Bible. It's a proverb. One of the proverbs. One of the many. Yeah. So I want to give a special thanks to Ghost and Goblin... They were the musical song you heard. <laughs> I'm old. Ghost and Goblin could be found on Bandcamp. Ghost and Goblin.bandcamp.com. I don't know why your ghost
1: voice requires you to stare directly at me while you do it, but it's really unnerving. <laughs>
0: But we did have fun. Check them out, ghostandgoblin.bandcamp.com. And I've been a fan of theirs for a while. They're out of Brooklyn, New York. Um, they put out a, an album uh, last March. I believe they're working on some new material. Uh, thanks for tuning into the show, guys. And got to thank Steve Barris. Every week we do. Alternate Reality, off the album of the same name. Check out Steve, stevebarris.bandcamp.com We got some dogs barking, man. Hot episode tonight. It's
1: it's Halloween, man. Those are the devil's dogs.
0: Thanks for tuning in again. If you want to uh, send us some stuff, thriftypodcast at yahoo.com.
1: Yeah, no t shirt requests, but whatever
0: other weird shit you want to make us, have at it. Have at it. And send, send us some stuff. I, I'll give you my address. But uh, thank you for tuning in. And I know uh, this week's been tough and it sucks. And I'm sorry. Um I hope we made you laugh. Yeah,
1: have fun with it. Um, enjoy October. It's a good time.
0: October! It's so spooky! Spooky!
1: Yeah, find some joy out there. Everything sucks, but there's good out there. Uh tell people what you care about so you don't have to come back and haunt a fucking thrift store. Just have a personal connection, that's the best way to get through stuff.
0: You can fucking ghost if you want.
1: You can fucking ghost. They're gonna fuck. Get in everybody.